There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We've got a full house tonight. Stan C, Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and Emil Ash checking in on a very packed Thursday night. Daming nangyare so much so that the audio-only part I bet is actually gonna be, gonna be pretty long. Just because there's so much to talk about, sobrang dami nangyari across all the different shows from uh, your two major promotions in the U.S. So dun palang punung-puno na plate natin for tonight. So uh, thank you to everyone who's uh, watching the live stream right now. If you're listening to the audio-only version on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Chino's back, Emil's back, Babyface producer Jasper at the controls. He's backstage. Uh, we've got a lot to get to, so let's start off with some plugs. Emil, let them know what they can expect if they join our growing and bustling Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. So if you want to get the full Wrestling Wrestling Podcast experience, all you have to do, all you need to do is subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Uh, you get all uh, the benefits of uh, being a, a patron. Of course, we have our Discord community where you could uh, interact with your fellow podcasts and talk to us about wrestling, but also uh, everything else under the sun, like sports, memes, fashion, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, we also host some uh, watch parties there. And if you miss the Tagalog commentary on the WWE Network, uh, we are starting to do, we we did start to do that with Money in the Bank, and we're going to continue with future. PLEs and also other uh, pay-per-views of other of other wrestling companies like AW, and also we have the Pasabais, which I know we're cooking up something here, so, so sometime soon. So if you want to get your wrestling merch, you can get it through us. Also, you can enjoy the review content of the weekly wrestling shows, courtesy of Row and Rowan, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, uh, Rampage, Collision, and uh, some local uh, wrestling events as well, courtesy of Rowan ASH. And uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe 
our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast. Thank you very much, Emil. Etong si Bruce, one of our regulars, has already alluded to the SummerSlam viewing party happening on August 6th at Skinny Mike's BGC Row. Tell them what they can expect over there. Yes, sir. I know you guys want a SummerSlam viewing party. Siyempre, maraming ganap. We got the Tribal Chief versus main event, Jey Uso. You got Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor too, which we'll talk about in a bit. So, August 6th, Skinny Mike's. Watch party anthem for SummerSlam. I'm going to be there. Emil's going to be there. I don't know if Gina's going to be there. Jasper should be there because if he doesn't, we'll take him to tribal court. So uh, gates open at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> and tickets are available at snack.ph slash geektalkph snack.snack.ph slash geektalk.ph Early bird tickets are 400 pesos. We're only selling tickets online until July 30 due to some technical issues. So please, if you are thinking of going to the watch party, uh, please avail na agad. Kasi baka mawalan kayo. And then you would have to um, settle for the walk-in price, which is 500 pesos. Remember, we care about you. We don't want you to um, spend that extra money. Mahirap na buhay ngayon, daming inflation. Thanks, President. Um, you get a free iced tea as well as part of the ticket that you get. Champre, uh, you can get breakfast as well at Skinny Mike's. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys. But also, if you are also from the north and then you find Skinny Mike's too far, our friends over at Hobby Stadium also have a SummerSlam watch party. Champre, in Quezon City, New Manila area near Chino. Uh, it's free. Uh, but please do consider, Champre, uh, supporting the business and buying food. So a lot of different options for SummerSlam on August 6th at the Sunday morning once yes, again. Um, yes, thank you for chiming in at the very last second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Yon, a lot of options for SummerSlam, guys. I know that you guys want to catch it live. You know, I know you guys want to um, experience it with your fellow wrestling fans. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. I, it's going to be crazy over at our end. Uh, we've already confirmed some of the uh, zanier members of the wrestling community will be there. So good luck lang sa amin. See you guys there, please. At Skinny Mike's or Hobby Stadium. Uh, it's a win-win for everyone, guys. Let's have fun. All right. Now, let's start off with some bits from SmackDown. Because it's a packed week and we got to talk about the Bloodline segment. No Roman Reigns from this past week's episode. But uh, this weekend, magpapakita na siya. And uh, Paul Heyman got physical. Jey Uso stood tall at the end of it after he dispatched of Solo and uh, gave Paul Heyman a good one. Uh, at this point, with how this entire storyline has stretched over the last three years, are we at a point where nagsasawa na tayo sa mga bloodline segments on SmackDown? Let's start with you, Emil. At this point, hindi pa naman ako nagsasawa with the bloodline segments because like, we are at a point now that parang nasa na tayo, nasa climax na tayo ng story. Because again, like I said, this whole thing really started with Jay versus Roman. And now, we're getting there to a point na may may mangyari ng resolution. Or maybe nangyari na ngayong resolution to this story, which is Jay standing up for himself against Roman. So at this point, it hasn't really jumped the shark for me. It's still interesting and may mga new and interesting developments pa naman na nangyayari. And that's a good point that you raised there, the whole jumping the shark thing. Ikaw, Ro, do you feel that this story has jumped the shark? 
I mean, this entire point is from my SmackDown review. So uh, I, I don't want to say that it has jumped the shark unofficially just yet. I am, when, when I brought this up in my review, please go, please go read it. Um, I just mentioned that I, I don't have as much amor for it as I did like a month ago, a couple of months ago. Right? So uh, it's not that I'm getting tired of it. It's just that to me, it's not as must-catch as it was, especially when Roman's not involved, right? Um, especially when it's the supporting cast, um, Jey Uso, Solo, Paul Heyman. They're great, trust me. Uh, but I I feel like they've also been hiding behind the fact that, okay, uh, this drama pulls in the viewers every week, every quarter hour. Right? So let's uh, let's let's stop all of these guys. Let's stop Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sikoa, especially Roman Reigns from wrestling, and just let's just rely on um, let's just rely on them uh, getting their soap opera shit in. Right? So uh, I don't know. It's kind of unfair because even like a couple of months ago, before uh, Night of Champions, about or before Backlash, even. Um, Jay Uso was what still wrestling by himself as you know uh, as a potential U.S. Championship contender. That was They they were still pre there was still a pretense of uh, of him wrestling every week on TV, and now it's just not there anymore. And I kind of understand why some haters don't like that. It's all hundred percent melodrama now. Like yes, it's great, but siempre uh, we do have to balance it out with some wrestling. Um, I do miss these guys wrestling, and parang I don't think it's fair then that um, they only get away with wrestling once a month on PLE. Stop us! Remember, I made live events then, but I don't know how how many like how many live events they wrestle in as well. So you know, um, I I hope that they switch it up because um, yes, it 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 makes the money, it puts the money on the table, it puts food on the table, but uh, uh, it could. Operative word could get old really quick. Yeah, and the point known that uh, there isn't a whole lot of in-ring action now when it comes to the bloodline. Have you been able to uh, have you observed that, Chino? And what do you think about uh, the bloodline stuff being more in-ring segment heavy instead of uh, actual matches? As somebody who enjoys the story of part of wrestling a little bit more, this feels to me like it's been going on. Far longer than it has any need to at this point. Because it's like Uso, like Bro brought up some good points about Jay Uso wrestling solo. Pun intended. <laughs> and, and he brought up some good points about him wrestling on his own. And then my isip mo na that entire time was just a build up to us wanting to see him against Roman Reigns, diba? We already got the Sammy and K- KO payoff. Now let's see if Jay can get his own redemption arc in there, diba? And now that we have it, parang wala ka ng pwedeng gawin eh. Diba? Short of actually making Roman drop the titles, which... I don't see it happening and, and, and anytime soon. Tando na tayo sa point na Jay Uso is going to challenge for Roman Reigns, but is Jay Uso going to surprise us and beat Roman Reigns? Is this a compelling enough scenario that it actually happens, or is it going to be same shit, different day? Hindi yun yung hindi ko masakyan masyado eh, because if it's just going to be a rehash of the rivalry from a few years back, then 
sayangin mo lang yung oras ng tao and you're just gonna give them you're just gonna you're just gonna blue ball them for an unnecessary amount of time I actually don't think that it's gonna be a rehash of the 2020 rivalry. I don't know what you guys uh, think, Ro, Emil, but you know we've come so far and so much has happened to Roman and to Jay that it can't possibly just be a rehash of what happened then. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a rehash of what happened then. But at the same time, then can you really blame them? they're saving Roman up for someone. But it's like it's like a really conservative schoolgirl. But I don't know. Um, it's not that I don't know. I don't think that's the problem. I think it's just that they they have relied too much on this particular uh, on this particular method. That okay, it's predictable now, and predictable is good. Like especially when the story is good. But at some point, then I do feel na okay, you got to change things up now because uh, we are slowly, slowly, very slowly losing people. All right. Any other thoughts on this one, or do you want to move on to the next bit from SmackDown? Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, go now, go now, Taya. All right, let's talk about LA Knight. Yeah, uh, we have to talk about the future or the immediate future for LA Knight because this weekend he's going to be in a fatal four-way against Rey Mysterio, Cameron Grimes, and I am forgetting the third person. <laughs> uh, but but the idea is to um, have him probably face Santos Escobar the following week. To become the number one contender for Austin Theory, so uh, it's funny that this is happening a week after uh, the post Money in the Bank episode, where we didn't hear or see LA Knight at all. So, uh, what do you think about this one? Na parang uh, you know people are expecting that he would get this kind of push, but we were talking about it coming out of Money in the Bank, and it looks like I guess WWE is kind of making it up to LA Knight by putting him in this United States Championship trajectory. Uh, Emil, you want to start? But for me, it's actually the step in the right direction, going after the U.S. title. Because I also kind of said this after Money in the Bank, na hindi naman hindi naman ibig sabihin na ipopush LA Knight na world title agad. I mean, the guy hasn't won a title yet in his WWE career, so he's gonna be over nonetheless. So why not have him go after the U.S. title? And I am glad that they're actually pushing in this direction because. You know, um, Austin Theory's reign has kind of fell flat already, so it's it's time to push the you know it's time to push LA Knight and have him win you the US title. That it's the be- it's a good thing. It's a right thing to do here. Hmm. Uh, don't see. Uh, Awi says AJ's the fourth guy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it yeah, it yeah. is AJ Styles. Go ahead, bro. No, uh, my entire interest with in LA Knight is as you know as. Business as completely business because I'm not like the biggest fan, but I understand he's mega over. Uh, people love to hear somebody talk like The Rock and Steve Austin all in one, so that's pretty cool. Um, I do think that you know, it's like what I said last time. If you guys didn't catch it, now it's not like Cody Rhodes where I can already tell you, we can already tell you, you can already see that Cody Rhodes is a proven commodity and WWE sees. Cody Rose as a proven commodity, and it's a matter of when, not if. Uh, the difference between him and LA Knight is that Chempe, um, they haven't quite pulled the trigger in LA Knight yet, so you do have to want them to do it. Uh, you do have to para, hold them accountable in making sure that, okay, you're listening to the people. Uh, you already had, almost had a, a Cody Rose uprising 
nung WrestleMania. So I think you can't, you know, tempt fate twice here by um, ignoring the the major LA Knight movement. What did you think of that promo on SmackDown? Because the way that he delivered it actually sounded very babyfacey. And I think from Money in the Bank, you build up known to now, we're slowly getting an LA Knight face turn, Chino. Do you think, have you been seeing the same thing? No, I'm pretty sure he's a face at this point. Because I feel like, and, and this is again piggybacking off something Roe said, nah, the WWE, it's nice to see somebody who talks like The Rock and sounds like The Rock and does catchphrases like The Rock. But I think in underestimate the WWE power LA Knight. Like when they signed the wrestler formerly known as Eli Drake, I'm pretty sure there was a ceiling because una he was a lot older than everybody else in his draft class. He was also one of the few indie darlings nakasama dun sa draft class deon. So I'm pretty sure when they put him on NXT, he was going to just stay in NXT a lot longer than everybody else as enhancement talent. But little did they know na may captivating power pala yung charisma ni LA Knight. And so, it's I'm happy for the guy. I'm glad that we're seeing more of him on TV. But that said, yung, the way he delivers his promos is very nostalgic. But it's not like you're watching The Rock do the promo. You're watching an assimilation of the rock. You get what I mean? So it's not the real deal here. So parang may make ceiling ka pag pagkaganon and I don't know if the WWE is totally sold on that whole package just yet. Uh but I do hope they listen to the fans because everybody myself included has uh changed their opinions on LA Knight. Uh, you said the LA Knight is a simulation of the rock. I'm I'm not sure I agree <laughs> with that because I'd like to think <laughs> no, that he is. uh I mean, he took elements of it, but he also made it his own. No, I that's fair. You know no. where he got that from. He was very yeah, heavily yeah, influenced yeah. Uh, by that. Sure, you can see. It's elements versus actually copying the, the tone of how the person speaks. He's, he's able, if anything, he's able to bring that cadence to the modern day. And you'd appreciate that, right? But let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. Na parang, yeah, like, I mean, talaga siya. I've I've been watching Mr. Knight since he was Eli Drake in Impact. And yeah, it's literally the same gimmick, you know. And then it's just um Naharap lang sa greater audience, greater wrestling audience. That's why everyone caught fired. It, it caught fired. I don't even know why it took this long because this guy was feuding uh, with Bray Wyatt in a Mountain Dew pitch black match, and you guys didn't support him like that. But um, it's the same. Um, when I first saw that, when you, he was doing the Eli Drake, and he was doing the yeah, and then it's a fact of life, and all of that stuff that you everyone else loves now. I, I saw that uh, in the very beginning of it, and nun palang. I knew that this guy was doing The Rock. And whether he intended to or not, it's not a bad formula, but yeah, Chino's right. Let's, let's not pretend that this is not The Rock because um, he modulates like The Rock. He he, um, he does catchphrases like The Rock. He knows that the catchphrases work. But he's, he's loud and boisterous like The Rock. And uh, I think there is no shame then in um, admitting that uh, pegmo. <laughs> I mean, if he was able to deliver it, but he's he's over as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, The Rock isn't really that bad of a role model to 
you know, model yourself after. Because The Rock mm-hmm. is one of the most popular guys in wrestling. So now you see what LA Knight is doing is getting popular. So kudos to him, man. Kudos to LA Knight. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to watch out over the weekend if LA Knight indeed wins that fatal four-way because Santos Escobar is still technically a face. So if it's a number one contenders match, not alone baby face. I mean, it can happen, but you know, traditionally, you have a face winning one bracket, you usually get a heel winning the other bracket. So we don't know at this point uh, what LA Knight's true alignment is. Uh, he's at a point, I guess, where everyone just likes him because he just is. Speaking of people being just as they are, uh, we're going to talk about Logan Paul and Ronda Rousey right after this break. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. All right, let's talk about Logan Paul and Ronda Rousey. Thank you, babyface producer Jasper. Uh, Logan Paul, two weeks ago, he uh, cut this promo on Ricochet and he basically bragged about what he's been able to do on the internet, how viral he is, and you know, a new uh, value niya to WWE. And it's kind of the same promo that Ronda Rousey cut on Shayna Baszler. And their opponents, Shayna and Ricochet, are basically people who had to grind it out on the indies before they were able to carve out a spot for themselves on the main roster here in WWE. So, but let's talk about uh, this argument. And siguro maganda rin mamaya na pag-usapan natin yung, I guess, the fans' dilemma of who to cheer for between Ronda and Shayna. So we'll start with the argument first na mainstream fame versus paying your dues. Ikaw, Chino, do you see any merit to this little debate that these two big stars have set up? You know, at the very beginning of Logan Paul's career in the WWE, I had um, such distaste for him. Number one, because of his reputation, the, the stunts he and his team try to pull. And number two, it's like it's it's very dubious to me whenever somebody like a celebrity tries to get on the WWE cloud. But over time, I think word to mature for a few months. I think I've matured over the fact that there are individuals in the world who are going to be tapped by the WWE because the WWE, as big as it is to us and our community, isn't isn't as big to everywhere else. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to work with large-name celebrities like Bad Bunny, like Logan Paul, like Ronda Rousey. They wouldn't have to have the need to incorporate themselves in in movies and in promotions and in late-night talk shows. Because it can always get bigger. As big as the WWE is, Mas malaki pa yung ibang sports promotions out there like your NBA's and your NFL's, diba? Mas malaki pa rin yon compared to what the WWE is. So, in that regard, I can see the merit of somebody like Logan Paul kasi while he didn't grind it out in the 80s, hindi siya wrestling sa NXT or wherever, he was still grinding it out online, eh, diba? In that same argument now sa na nangyayari ngayon sa uh, sa sag after strikes, di ba? Na where where content creators are trying to demarcate the line whether or not they're part of the of the strike kasi hindi sila actor per se, di ba? But a lot of content creators are saying, "Teka, hindi nga kami nag-acting school, pero we also grinded it out. We also are 
part of this conversation kasi nag-contribute kami to the industry. Logan Paul also did the same, the same contributions. He didn't have to bump to the ring. Hindi, hindi siya buwo ng ring before a show. But he grinded it out his YouTube following and yun yung nag-attract dun sa WWE to his uh, sort of market. So I can see why there are instances na may benefits ka from working with somebody like Paul or like Rousey. Ikaw, Emil, do you like seeing this in your wrestling where uh, you have a big mainstream star saying, na, yeah, I'm, nandito, I, I took the shortcut because I'm famous because I bring that name value and then yung kalaban nilang wrestler is an actual pro wrestler who says, na, eh, hindi, di mo yan. look at me, I paid my dues. Do you like seeing that type of story? Yes, because it's a contrast of two different worlds. Eh? And um, the best wrestling feuds are always making up of yung two, two opposites. So I, I like seeing this kind of story in wrestling. Because at the end of the day, as long as both wrestlers respect what they're doing, respect the business, magkaibaman yung pas nila. Pero for me, they still get the same respect. Eh? Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I would see it. Yeah, uh, Ro, uh, I I know you mentioned on your uh, freebie review uh, on your Raw review uh, how how you were able to make sense of the Raw and the Shayna feud. Okay, we're going there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's pretty funny because um, you would think one would think that Shayna was the heel here because she attacked her best friend. But yeah, that's but, how it was set up. Uh, she made good points. She established that she grinded, and then Ronda did not. Um, pero siempre, um, that's neither here nor there as well because that doesn't make you know not grinding. To become a wrestler it doesn't make you a bad person. It just doesn't it just means that you had a different path, Dibas. So um that's pretty weird. Uh well, it's not pretty weird, but more of when if you're looking for a reason to boo either of these people, uh it's not really solid, you, you know. So uh I think Triple H is kind of smart in letting the crowd decide, the audience decide. Who they want to cheer for? Like, do you? If you are the kind of purist that says, "Oh, do you want to be a top wrestler? You got to have a page dues, or you know, uh, you, you side with Shayna." And then, if you are the kind of fan, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Ronda Rousey fan, so she's good. And then she proved it, and then she she proved that she loved pro wrestling, and she did the work, so you can cheer for Ronda. So, um, people were asking who the face and the heel was. So the question is, both of them and neither of them at the same time. So, how about that? Schrodinger's, uh, <laughs> Schrodinger's no, no, booking. <laughs> not quite Schrodinger's thing. It's more of a Japanese-style thing. Uh, see, Chris Charlton just explains in his history book of NJPW now, um, Japanese writing, Japanese booking, doesn't really do the morality morality play thing as Chris Hero mentioned. Um, it's really just a sporting thing, and then you know uh, the crowd will love you even if you're decidedly uh, a terrible person because you know you're an athlete, you are a good athlete, you you win despite the struggle. So Megan and uh, it just is. They just are. They just who they just are human beings who uh, purposely gray the line between good and bad. So that's the answer. It's not a satisfying answer, but it is the logical one. Uh, let's say hi to Huge and to Mon. Good morning, Mon, from the other side of the world. Good morning, Mon. 
What up, man? Sana nakapagkape ka na. Alright, uh, let's go over <laughs> oh, NXT here. Ano mo man? <laughs> ano almasal natin mo? <laughs> Alright, uh, let's go talk about NXT. Dirty Dom is now a champion. He's the new North American champ. And you look at this picture. All three of uh, all three of the stars, the fins left, are holding something. About money in the bank, the women's world championship, and the North American championship. And uh, to me, when I saw this picture, I was like. This I, I know where this is going. Finn Balor is going to get even more insecure and that's probably going to sow even more seeds of discord among the members of the Judgment Day. Ikaw, Emil, what do you think about this development in their story? Um, you know, no, I, we thought all this time uh, the insecurity or the feud will just revolve around uh, Finn and, and Damien. But now it's with Dom here having a title. So my opinion is uh, and if he loses at SummerSlam, that's gonna that's gonna go even worse for him because he's gonna be the only one who's not gonna have any title. So now, now it's even though I don't want the Judgment Day to break up, now it's getting clearer to me every as we as time goes on that this is gonna this is gonna be this is gonna end in the breakup of Judgment Day because Spin feels like. Um, yeah, no, no, insecure. No, he doesn't. No, he's the only one. Uh, we we talked about this before. Now, all the other guys in the Judgment Day, they are winning in the last in the recent months. I mean, Rhea, with, of course, with the title, then Damian, no money in the bank, and now Dom with the with the North American title. Shana na talaga yung palang kawawa na he doesn't he doesn't win anything. You know, mm-hmm. so that's gonna play into it even more now. Now that Dom has a title of his own. Yeah, uh, but Ro, with the North American Championship now in Dom's possession, what does this do to Wesley and Mustafa Ali for the bash? Well, uh, I know the the match between the match is now between Ali and Dom. So Jose Ali did win uh, his his right to challenge. Uh, I think may last minute and may last minute adjustment. I think they're gonna add Wesley to it and make it a three way. Because um, you know you can't just uh, you can't just push him to the side, but. So yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think there is an insecurity by Finn toward the other members of the Judgment Day. Uh, I think. Um, I think whatever sto- whatever internal tension there is was still always between Finn and Damien because uh, Damien was the one trying to encroach in his um, territory and challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship. So I don't know where you guys are getting this from. Uh, I don't think. If there is a breakup, it's not going to be the entire faction imploding, but you know, someone kicking Damien out of the group, or I, or maybe Finn getting kicked out of the group. So um, I don't see this as something that would trigger Finn. I think it's just you know, uh, th- there has been a report that said that um, uh, WWE is looking at the Judgment Day as the next bloodline. Because uh, yeah. numbers to that, they've, they've been pulling in the ratings. They've been um, setting social media on fire. People can't even, you know, people don't even let Dominic talk. So um, they're big, and it's amazing because <laughs> originally they were, you know, it was a whole different Judgment Day at the beginning. So that's pretty yep. cool for them. So I, um, I don't think you're getting a breakup for those reasons alone. Chino, do you see a world where Finn wins at SummerSlam and all of them are holding something? If anything, it's more reason not to give Finn a title. Because they're already seeds of discontent 
between the members, right? So if you give Finn the title, it negates all that storytelling that they were building up to. Maybe we could be wrong, right? We read it the wrong way. It motivates Finn Balor. He wins the title. Damien Priest goes after another title, and that's that, right? But I don't think they're going to swerve us like that because there's a lot of time they've invested in this story. They've played it out for the past few months now, and so the payoff is only pointing in one direction, and unfortunately for the Judgment Day, it's in, it's in a not-so-pretty uh, direction. I want to bring this back to Dom because I think it's a very interesting uh, decision to have him hold the North American Championship since uh, the US Championship has a story going on and it's kind of inconceivable to have this version of Dom defeat Gunther uh, since he's basically Roman light. So I'd like to think it was a creative way to give Dominic a singles championship, especially when the Judgment Day has been going on this type of role. This is for anyone, by the way. And especially since he hasn't been on NXT uh, like at all. He's an NXT graduate. Like, the other three guys in the faction. So that's also something to note. I, I dare say that it pretty much ruined Shawn Michaels' plans because for sure nobody was expecting this. Or maybe they did. You know, Maybe they knew that the end game was, on a, was Dominic winning the championship right before the Great American Bash. <laughs> so that's messed up. Um, ang, ang is I hope that Wesley gets promoted because of this because he got he got shafted in this uh, particular situation. So, ako naman, I, we've been saying whenever we predict NXT shows that uh, Wesley deserves to, to um, get a bigger bigger story, uh, go for a bigger championship. So I think this might be it. This should be it. I say, uh, who else are you gonna do after after Ilya versus Melo? Yeah, um, I do want. I, I do wonder if uh, because of this win, they're planning to. Have Dominic spend time in NXT, or maybe is he just going to be a transitional champion for someone else? Maybe Ali, maybe someone else. So yun lang. So because he has, he's this is the first time he's been on NXT since. I mean, he did appear last year, but he's not a sta- he's not a staple really on the NXT roster. So yeah. that is something that uh, I'm I'm interested uh, in the next uh, weeks to come. I will say that having the title on Dom allows him to be a little bit more legitimate, right? The parang dante siya yung plus one year Ripley. Ngayon, halos magka-level na sila. Now, I say halos eh, the, the heaviest of senses. Pero giving him a title really puts the impetus on Finn a lot more now. So parang, again, back to my previous point, na bibigay ba natin talaga yung title kay Finn just to be the all belt screw is that what they're trying to do here I don't know maybe maybe not we'll see I mean if they're the next bloodline then I guess that's the way to go but the old bloodline is still there though so it's like the Bapang are you gonna fast track this storyline while well, there's, there's still this whole other storyline happening it's it's, it's kind of getting messy for if they are going to make Finn win, I don't think it's because of any insecurity. I I think it's because of yung, 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 uh, the fact that he got robbed by his own body of the original Universal Championship win, which is the entire point of his uh, feud with Seth, which we'll talk about uh, in the audio only. Yeah. Uh, so if Finn does win it, then he can finish his own story. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, factor. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's go back to SmackDown here and talk about Elton Prince's uh, separated shoulder, which was reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider following SmackDown. So uh, uh, first off, I hope that he heals and recovers as quickly as possible. Uh, but following the injury or the news of the injury breaking uh, on the internet, people have been piling on Ridge Holland and criticizing him pretty unfairly because you know, people uh, are still thinking of the big E injury from from March of last year, and now they're calling him things like unsafe and everything to the bumalik uh, death threats, people being irrational to the point that Ridge Holland deactivated on Twitter. So, um, you know, people are asking, is this guy unsafe or what? And oh, I've made it a point to stop uh, critiquing the way wrestlers wrestle because I am not a wrestler. So, Igao Emil, um, what do you think about this? Does Ridge Holland at least deserve the criticism following this injury? Also, he got the slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> but I showed you the slow mo. Um, not not. Siguro ano. Um, maybe just a little bit, but not in not entirely his. Ano, his his fault. Freak freak injuries do happen in wrestling. This isn't the first time that a freak a freak injury happened in a wrestling match. I didn't see any malice. I didn't see any uh intention to hurt on which part. Um. It, it was an awkward fall, yes, for for Prince, and um, I feel sorry for Ridge because he has to go through this again. I mean, the yes, maybe he deserves some criticism as well, but all not to a point where people are sending death threats, uh, you know, calling calling him, you know, yung mga so far out of line na, na that's that's social media, and it can be a little bit too much, you know. So um, I'm sure wala namang it happens and I just hope that Prince uh, get well soon and uh pretty dead they can be back uh competing uh you know sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Hey Gauchino, what went through your head when you first saw Twitter uh go apeshit over uh this incident? Champions Mali was outrage first and foremost, because hey it's a life koy. I have accepted my flaws as a chaotic person. But <laughs> then I then I thought about it. I thought about that. I saw this thing that was point, pointedly written on Facebook, one of those for you things, uh, that said that Ridge Holland was actually trained by the finest resting minds on the planet. Right? He went from the UK system all the way to the NXT system stateside, and then Chakalang siya na call up. And even then, he wasn't even resting at the very start of his career. So bro, he went through rigorous. Training. Now, that said, well-trained, accidents do happen in any sort of professional sporting environment. Lalo-lalo na kung full-contact sport siya, like pro wrestling, the WWE, diba? So, kasama yan sa territory. Eh, hindi ko din pwedeng sabihin na, ah, wala siyang kasalanan. Hindi ko din pwedeng sabihin, ah, kasalanan din lahat. It's just part of the the environment that you're in, diba? you sign the contracts, and and I'm pretty sure that the contracts that we prepare Mahanila make 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 clause that is saying whatever happens in the ring is just part of the business. Hindi hindi yon intended for to hurt somebody. Hindi yan ginawa dahil unprofessional yung kasabi nila sa ring. Kasi kung ganon yun yung yari, hindi dapat matagal na siyang wala, eh, diba? Dapat na pinpoint na nila yung problema ni Ridge Holland, and they were able to root it out. But no, he's still there. He's still performing, and he's still part of the WWE. So, parang ako sa akin, nakikita ko na 
kung kung ayaw masaktan mag chess ka na lang that's just the 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 thing I like saying about these situations it's it's just it's part of the business you watch people get hurt and sometimes they do get hurt for real didn't know we had Joel here <laughs> I already explained this um I already explained uh how it worked how the spot should work it's our it's on a reel uh on our Facebook and our TikTok and our Instagram uh people have commented on it um, a lot of white people. If you want me to, exp- <laughs> yeah. If you want me to explain it here, um, that the way Elton Prince took the move is I don't want to blame him. This is not blaming him. This is just stating a fact of life. Yeah. Um, the the way you take the move is the way you deliberately take the move. And he didn't have to do a flip like that, but he chose to for our entertainment. The same way. Uh, People will do a literal backflip off a clothesline, off one, you know, one lariat, right? um, and that's highly dangerous because you can break your neck. And that's just off of one clothesline. Are you, are you gonna are you gonna blame the guy who gave the lariat? backflip, um, He was the guy who made the flip, and the flip just wasn't land, just didn't land right. And sometimes that happens, you know. Um, I've seen it in training. I've seen it um, in dozens of other matches and it's no one's fault other than you know other than physics and that's why i can't blame bridge he it was again i slow moved it for you it was a light touch uh, it was a light shove as uh, he you know i think he knew that people were blaming him for prior incidents so he wanted to be as um as as light as possible and i'm glad you know more so than they did last year a lot more people are understanding now. Okay, um, Ridge didn't, you know, throw anyone awkwardly over his head here. He just literally just he just really pushed the guy, and then the guy jumped. So I'm glad that more people are seeing this, um, but Chemper, not enough people because you know he he still got bullied off of Twitter. What's worse is um, what's worse is the fact that you get criticized by people who don't know how to do what both guys did. You don't they don't know how to do what Rich did and they don't know how they don't know how to do what Elton Prince did. So Yun that's the worst part about it, you know. And it sucks that um he had to go get off of Twitter, but you know, that's actually for the best then since he's on TV anyway. Uh Chino's right. Um if it really was a problem, he he would he would have been fired by now. But you know, anyone who can watch it back in any speed, we'll see that he wasn't out there trying to, you know, commit any flagrants or anything, flagrant twos or anything. Yeah, I, I appreciate our listeners here, uh, the people in the comments. For the most part, you guys seem to be hip to what's up. Nah, you know, uh, um, sending death threats to Ridge or calling for his job, calling for him to be fired. That's all wrong. That's all out of bounds. Um, if you somehow are listening to the podcast and you're part of, part of the mob trying to lynch Ridge off of Twitter or off the internet, sana magbago kayo kasi nga explain naman namin na that's just the nature of the beast and that based on the the slow mode, based on how he works, explained by someone on this podcast who knows how to work, uh, th- there was no ill intent, there was no malice in in the action. So if you're still still drinking that Kool Aid, please stop. There was also no. Recklessness, because people are hating him for perceived recklessness. He wasn't reckless there. He just he did it as soft as he could. <laughs> so, Union, uh, I think that's the biggest part to prove that he wasn't trying to be uh, dangerous out there. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to end this, I just, again, uh, on behalf of the pod, we wish Elton Prince a speedy recovery. And we do hope that Ridge is, oh, is, is okay. Again. Oh, we're following you on Twitter. We're following you Elton Prince. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but uh, on, on a serious note, we hope that Ridge Holland is also okay and that he's yeah. not letting all yeah, of this yeah. noise on Twitter get to him too much. I hope that his family isn't being bullied on Twitter as well because last time, uh, his wife also got the brunt of it on social media. So, Fucking seriously? Guys, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, why? Yes. That happens. So, internet, please, please be kind. Please don't be dicks to the wrestlers whose work we enjoy at the risk of their own safety and health. All right? We'll take a break. AEW stuff right after this. But first, another word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Sakto yung tanong ni Glendale. We're gonna start with the AEW uh, list of things that they've banned. Nani report ni Sean Ross uh, exactly a week ago, right after the live stream. So let's go through them really quickly. Um, some things that were identified on the ban list or yung things that have to be approved by a coach there. That's uh, the better way of putting it. Uh, they include spots and bumps on the apron and on the outside. Spots involving tables, ladders, and chairs in and out of the ring. Uh, pile drivers and tombstone variations, high risk dives or top rope moves like mga 630, 450, shooting star press, etc. Throwing people into the ring steps, commentary table, all those other foreign objects. Uh, the stuff that John Moxley likes to mess with, like the thumbtacks and any other sharp objects he, you know, he likes to bring into the match. Uh, weapons, choking, which we saw in Blood and Guts, and so much more. <laughs> Yeah, so, wait, but hold on. We saw. But I've been approved, Karina. Oh, no, yun 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 so, okay, Chino, um, uh, ka na about this one. What do you think about um this news bit that you report last week? First of all, John John Moxley does a promo and he already bleeds. So, parang, hindi ko, <laughs> hindi ko, hindi ko bakit, diba? Parang, so, from, naglaba siya ng bed of nails. Like, what wrestling logic will dictate na may bed of nails ka? <laughs> Unless it's a death match. So, minsan, o, minsan OA na siya, diba? But then, as, as on the other side of things, parang, Medyo OA din tong AEW because their focus at the very beginning, at the very inception of this company, was to give us wrestling, diba? It was to give us high-quality wrestling delivered by high-quality wrestlers and to to glass-sealing them like that the way, by prohibiting certain moves, certain spots, certain gimmicks kind of takes away from the wrestling that we already know. If anything, parang lumulugar sila sa teritoryo ng WWE. I might be wrong, uh, but it, it's starting to feel that way. It's starting to feel like they're trying to cater their product to the WWE market. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, um, Emil, do you think this is a bad thing? Honestly, really, no. Hindi siya bad thing for me. Kasi, you know, some, some people are afraid na this with this development, the product will turn into this this soft style. I'm calling it soft now because that's what they call it. That they always attribute to WWE. But this is a this is a good thing in my opinion because with main new schedule la mas packed na compared before. Like they have we we already have uh, two weekly shows per week. Uh, no, three weekly shows per week. And then they're starting to 
to have some house shows, scaling down on the intensity and the danger of the matches that they're wrestling with is only going to be beneficial to their careers in the long term. Pero di na may sabi, every match puro all out na ganon ganon. Like you could do it once in a while in a special occasion, pero not every match, not every match is going to be like that. Because mababurn out yung yung katawan ng mga wrestlers. So I feel like this is gonna be beneficial in the long term of the career. So some people like Darby Allen who always goes out parang every match, parang film mo, lagi siyang parang malapit siyang ma-injured or he's, he's gonna you know, he's gonna injure himself. You know, and um, again, for those people who are you know, not everything is banned. So may mga, may mga again, like we already said it has some things needs to be pre-approved. So Parang ang dumalabas ito sa akin, those wrestlers who knows how to uh, do a certain move or do certain things are probably gonna be allowed to do them because parang they've been doing this for a long time. So, pero yung mga baguhan, yeah, they need they need some coaching from from the coaches, I guess. So, this is gonna be beneficial for the product, I think. Uh, Ro, may sinabi si Chino kanina about this list making AEW more like WWE. And uh, let me ask you if that's something you don't like. No, I like it. Um, Emil hit it completely right on the head. Uh, Chino's reaction kind of proves a lot of uh, this this big uh, overall majority fan thinking that you just won't get it until you are a worker, a wrestler. Because... It's it's not for you. It's not for the fans. It's for it's for the guys and the girls doing the shows. Right? Um, Emil is right in saying that uh, not everyone should be able to do all of these things. Not everyone should be given this this wide freedom to do whatever the fuck they want in their match. Right? Uh, Emil is right in saying that if you are the main event, and you are wrestling a blood and guts match. You are allowed to do whatever it takes or whatever you do in a blood and guts match. It means that if you are working the first match on Ring of Honor, you're not allowed to do a fucking suicide. Bring in a bed of nails. <laughs> yeah, bring in a bed of nails. Why? Idol lang si Bon Jovi. So it's it's those things that is meant to edit. It's meant to edit the work of these artists because you can't just put everything out there. You can't raw dog everything out there and, you know, uh, think it's good. It's the, the restrictions are there to ensure a better quality product and a better experience for the fans in the end, even though even if they don't realize it, even if they think now, OK, you're 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 ruining my enjoyment of the show. I just want to see everyone. Do apron power bombs and you know suicide dives in every match. I mean, you think you want that, but there will come a point where you you won't. And um, it's better that it comes from the wrestlers now than something bad happens eventually. Um, this way, you stop people from doing something stupid and being talked about by the entire world. So yeah, uh, we we know that so, firsthand. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, I, I I think um, I think our listeners and watchers here, I think they they kind of get it. I don't know uh, if it's because we explain it so many times. But um, it's good 
though that this isn't a hard ban because syempre, uh there is nuance there is reason you know you can you can talk to someone who knows better and then they can show you how to do it right or they can show you where it could make sense so that's the good part of this uh, um compared to WWE cuz it's hard ban right? uh, uh that's that's the bad part and i think that's the part that Chino is scared of which i think um is uh, a good compromise for this so you know, I think we shouldn't be alarmed too much by this. Uh, it's a good thing. And it, in the end, actually, it's a nice sign of Tony Khan's maturity as a promoter. Because if now, after four years, he gets it. He gets that you can't just do anything you want on a major, major wrestling promotion. Ito, gusto ko lang idagdag to what's already been said about this topic. That they have to answer to. They are on broadcast television. They have advertisers that they have to be accountable to, diba. So, hindi rin pwede na yung product nila sobrang wild na lahat ng ginagawa ni John Moxley makikita mo from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., for example. Like if that's your deal, AEW can't do that. Kasi, uh, remember when Jericho and Nick Gage had that match? And then yung pizza cutter happened during a Domino's pizza commercial? Diba? Like, that, that was a disaster <laughs> na unintended. Hindi nila sinadya na mangyayari yun, di ba? Sobrang malas na talaga ng timing. But you kind of want to avoid that instance from happening so that you don't lose your advertisers. Kasi yun pa rin yung uh, pumupondo, nag, nagbabayad ng mga sweldo nila, di ba? So, uh, kailangan pa rin nila i-keep in mind yung mga uh, stakeholders involved. And that's probably, kasi look at the list. It also includes physicality, including guests. Or yung mga uh, managers, non-wrestlers basically, di ba? So you can't have a celebrity like Shaq being choked out with a chain the way Wheeler Yuta was kanina. So that, that was one of the things then that they're trying to uh, guard against with that list. So it has to be taken then into the right context, which is looking at it from the business perspective, di ba? All right, uh, any other thoughts on this one? I, well, I think no, uh, they yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we mentioned the finish to Blood and Guts, let's talk about the match. Did you guys think it delivered? Because uh, we got a solid hour of Blood and Guts. At uh, the before we get into the nitty gritty of it, did you enjoy this, Chino? Not as much as I thought I would. Parang Why not? Lahat, lahat the, the things we hate about uh, was it war games are for me, a lot more amplified in a blood and guts match. So the gratuitous violence that takes forever to set up. Yun yan, John Moxley doing all sorts of crazy gimmicks in, in the ring, pero nobody actually going for for a finish. It gave them more leeway to do uh, to do spots that were pretty much unnecessary just because the match has the op- allows you to do yeah. that, diba? Kasi yung, yung whole thing niya was kasi one R kayo. Have, oh, kasi may one R kayo. Exactly. So, you have to fill that R. Um, I'm mm. gonna take something from from the world of, of stand-up comedy here. It's like, you have a, a specific number of minutes that you need to fill. Pero yung material mo, five minutes lang. And binigyan ka ng 15. So, anong gagawin mo sa 10 minutes? You're gonna vamp. And that's how I felt throughout most of the th- most of the time uh, during the blood and guts match so at a certain point parang pinu forward ko na siya parang ah, okay okay forward na natin ng konti para lang kasi doon parang nag ano eh nag nalalambian na, 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 na ako from all the violence all the things that they tried to pull off 
But to be fair, Chino, baliktad tayo. Uh, yung feeling that I had when I was watching Bullet Club Gold go against FTR for an hour, I kind of felt this with Blood oh, and Guts okay. as well. Uh, so, yun, magkaiba tayo ng uh, uh, experience watching Blood and Guts. I actually enjoyed it, but there were some things that were kind of odd. Kind of like Kota Ibushi's AEW debut, which I found so on-brand for Kota Ibushi, where inuupa ka na yung mga kakampi niya, puta, nag, eh, ano ba siya sa fanfare na, oh yeah, bask in my glory, AEW world, uh, before he uh, slow walk to the <laughs> ring and joined the fray. Emil, what did you think of that? Because like, God, Kota Ibushi, what the hell? Your teammates were getting creamed out there. It it is an AEW staple, and it reminded me of nung debut, yung AEW debut ni Jeff Hardy na inuupahan na si yung kapatid niya, tapos siya sumasayo pa siya nung oh, yeah. dance niya. <laughs> Pero, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everybody has been oh, yeah, I, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was going to go off of Neil's comment here. Because last week I mentioned when, when they announced Ibushi, the main event, the last segment of Dynamite, I, I was I was arguing that they should have just had him be the the badly hidden surprise of uh, of of the night, of, of Blood and Guts night mismo. Like when you're making your entrances, he is the CM Punk um, heavily anticipated surprise. So since... Uh, he trotted out to the ring absorbing the fanfare. Would you have preferred that he did that as a surprise? No, yeah. I would have rather na inannounced na lang siya last week as in he appeared in person yeah. and para yeah. dito sa Blood and Guts tatakbo na rin siya the way that uh, uh, the Young Bucks did or that Hangman did. Actually, one of the Young Bucks also took his sweet time getting to the ring. Eh, dehado na nga sila nun. So parang dun din, medyo nainis din ako na parang, come on guys. Well, uh, konting urgency naman. Yeah, if you would compare it to, again, I don't want to really compare AWWE, WWE, pero when you watch a War Games match, you, and parang pag, ano na, pag timer na, talagang aling na nila, nagmamadali na silang I think um and this is pulling back the curtain a little bit uh MWF now because in MWF we have actually acting lessons and some acting guidance because we have an actual uh TV and movie director uh yep. helping you know, and you have Stan teaching acting. So I think Walanganun's AEW because they just wanted to be purely wrestling. They didn't want to be you know, they didn't want to be influenced by the evil world of TV. So um, maybe WWE had the sense to teach people, now, okay, uh, this is how you should act in a situation like this, in a story situation like this. And AEW just did not. Because, yeah, wrestling, wrestling. Lang. 
Yeah, di ba? Na, di ba parang for the for the fans, for the listeners of of this podcast. Kung yung tropa mo inuupa ka na, will you walk slowly and power walk? Di ba hindi? Di ba rest bakan mo agad? It makes as much sense as, oh, may bawo na kung bed of nails yun. It's as much sense as that. No, 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 dude. The bed of nails in context works because Moxley is just so so violent. He really just wants to make Kenny Omega suffer. But he's slow no, walking. I think, I think it's funny the, that you know the love. <laughs> I think it was just funny that he uh, he was creative enough to have uh, a bed of nails made. A for literal things. bed of nails. <laughs> On I mean, brand new for John Moxley. I could not complain when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I know how to a uh, bed of nails really alleviates the pain in the back. But how can you gimmick a fuck a freaking bed of nails? You know, like it's nails. It's the first time I've I've seen that in wrestling and. Talaga ano, talagang napasigaw when Moxley uh, and Omega, yeah, they, they were the ones who took the bumps on that uh, bed of nails. Ikaro, do you want to explain that here or offline? Uh, I actually don't know how that bit of movie magic is done. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot of things about the hardcore business because I don't do a lot of hardcore matches. I only done one hardcore match and it wasn't even that hardcore. So, wala ako alam dyan. I can't explain it to Amigo. All I know is the barbed wire isn't really barbed. So, you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, going back to the question of Stan regarding Ibushi's debut, uh, even though, yeah, the entrance was great, but I felt like something was off with Ibushi. Uh, maybe because it was ring rust or maybe he's still injured, but he was out of place for most of the match. And I'm still, honestly, I'm still, I'm going to wait for an actual singles or a tag match with Kenny before maybe we could properly judge or say something about Kota Ibushi in AEW. I'm going to go back to Chino here. What did you think of Takeshita and Pac walking out on the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, it was interesting. See Pac walking out because this is his first match back, deba. Right? Like, yeah, they can quite a while. Off yeah. injury, and then this is his first match back. Feel like they're trying to pull a a with Takeshita. I still can't say, but with Pac, I I feel like they're trying to pull a turn with Pac, trying to make him go after Claudio and them. Baka, because it it feels weird because when he went off TV, he wasn't that face, right? He was he wasn't a heel, palad, but he was a face. Well, he's an anti-hero. He's never really a hundred percent face. So, 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 I feel like him walking away from BBC uh, was him actually, you know, trying to go back into his original face alignment. Here, because I'm, when I saw him side with, with with Claudio and Moxley and them, I'm like, wait, 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 Iko Emil, any thoughts on the walkouts? Um, back made sense. Si Takeshita medyo hindi because in the weeks leading up to Blood and Guts, they didn't really, they didn't really show na any uh dissent, parang any miscommunication between Takeshita and the BCC. 
is it uh it, it's as as if na Takeshita is actually a member of the BCC if you didn't have any context of what you're seeing on TV. So <laughs> maybe down because maybe the feud will go down to Takeshita versus Kenny or someone else. Pero the pack moving sense is Takeshita may join them. So, ang basa ko dito sa walkouts is that the Blackpool Combat Club plus Takeshita and Pac, it's just a loose alliance of people who all hate yeah. Kenny Omega. So, yeah. when uh, na friendly fire ni Claudio si Pac, napiko na si Pac, like, okay, fuck you guys, walk out na ako. Kasi wala naman siya attachment sa BCC eh. And then Takeshita and Don Callis, it was never really explained kung anong uh, basis ng relationship nila. So, I never saw Takeshita and Callis as part of the no, BCC. They did. So, Ah, I don't know. I, I never saw it. Of them, of 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 who, of of Takeshita and the BCC. No, no, no. Callis associating with the BCC. Like I never saw ah, uh, them okay, really yeah. be incorporated as oh, part yeah, of the group. Yeah. Like it was always Callis and Takeshita, but never th- them two plus BCC, right? So, nung yeah. nakita ni Don Callis na hala wala na si Pak, they had na kami five one four. Let me protect my investment and pull Takeshita out of here, because right. wala right. maupakan tayo. Eh. So it made sense to me, de ba? And BCC, sila naman talaga yung team. So they were going to ride it out until the end. Whereas the Golden Elite, these were all guys who are friends. Like, their basis is literally their friendship. And this win meant na friendship trumps everything else, diba? So the power of friendship wins. Happy, fuzzy, warm feelings all around. So, you know, despite Utah getting choked out with the chain. Plus the facial reactions of Mox and Claudio while Utah was getting choked out, diba? It really told the story of how uh, they were so just uh, resigned to their own fate. So that's how that's how I read uh, Blood and Guts. Okay, in, in the comment section or you guys, if uh, you a reading of it, uh, you can let us know. Hit us up. It's at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. All right. Uh, last bit here about AEW before we get to our audio-only uh, discussions. Uh, let's talk about MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, we got another very sports entertain, uh, sports entertaining segment on uh, Dynamite earlier with a dance-off and then Adam Cole and MJF winning the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. Uh, do you want them to go on an extended run here as a tag team even beyond all-in or all-out? Emil? Uh, honestly, no. I, I'm not foreseeing this going um, <laughs> going <laughs> longer so than... You don't like this? It's not fun for you? I, I love this. But again, I, I'm... Parang I'm conditioned to the thinking that uh, eventually MJF is gonna turn on Cole or vice versa. I see the program here is Cole versus MJF. Talagang they just had this, you know, this diversion to the plot of them teaming up together. Pero they they teased it earlier after the match. Na, yeah, yeah, yeah the, but... the, the turn will happen eventually. So, so again, um, like I tweet, I. I Posted this on threads or maybe on Twitter. Nah, um, it's not the destination; it's the journey. And I am loving the journey so far of this this team. And I don't care so, if it goes long or it ends next Saturday. I I, uh-huh. I love this team. This team. Igaro, is it still your favorite AEW thing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Same. I want so many things for this. One is um, if I were Tony Khan. I would look at the success of the bloodline story and extend this as far as as far as both guys are willing to be entertaining. Because there is money. There is money in this. And I think um I know Tony Khan has a lot of long-term things planned, you know, barring any um freak accidents about but um the thing to learn about wrestling in 2023, I think the biggest lesson to learn here 
this year is you have to pivot where you strike gold, right? Right? And they struck gold here. Uh, this is super entertaining. Everyone is It's into so it. Fun, um, yeah. Both guys are into it. <laughs> so extend this. Do the bloodline thing. Do the Sami Zayn thing uh, as far as you can. And I know we have like a pay per view in a few weeks. But uh, I, I can see this lasting until next year. <laughs> uh, that's that's how that's how good these two are together. Yeah. Tapos, um, the other thing I want is for Adam Cole to be the one to turn. Because for the love of God, please let's let's get human, actual down to earth person MJF. Because he's yeah. been doing that, and it it looks so good on him. Parang yeah. parang feeling ko gusto gusto niya rin, pero you know he's he's afraid of losing himself because he's always been the organically uh, asshole douchebaggy. Um, guy who can't let go of that because it, it works the best for him. But um, let's, let's make him work. Let's, let's make him let's make him expand his range. Right? I think mm. I think there is a lot of money then to be made there. So um, I know I like I know I said I like Adam Cole best as a face, but in in the context of them as as a as a unit as a as a, as two brothers, let, let's have Adam Cole. Put MJF in the position of being the 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 betrayed good guy. Igao mm-hmm. Chino, do you like the comedy that we're getting out of no, MJF and Adam Cole? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this uh, duo. I want to see them go all the way. To let us in any role, this could this could have a bloodline potential. Um, I don't see why they can't turn on each other and still be champions at the same time. The MVP where, Matt Hardy run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as recently as that, or well, quite 10 years ago. So I can see that happening totally in, in the context of AEW. Where 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 they both become champions and then don't make the turn yung isa. I I don't know who I want to turn at this point. Because there are pros If MJF turns on Adam Cole, yes, we expect it. Because it's MJF done. If Adam Cole turns on MJF, then we get to see a face MJF. So there are pros masyado. I want to see first where the story goes. Because it's still very entertaining. They are still very funny together. And I didn't even know that I could be like that Adam Cole. To be honest, cat charismatic siya. So I thought he was just—I <laughs> thought he was just a douchebag. No NXT days, yeah. So th- this this new Adam Cole is revelatory. Yeah, uh, I I agree, and uh, I I think I can speak for everyone here when I say that I hope the TK pulls a Ross Geller and pivots so that we can get this long ass story that uh, we. Last deserve. thing. Uh- The the other underrated thing about this is Roddy Strong being the punchline yeah. of each, <laughs> of, of each um, Adam Cole MJF That works for him because he gets on TV. <laughs> That gets him on TV. If I were Roddy Strong, I would be celebrating because I get to be a part of this of this highly entertaining angle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, it, it was fun. She not up ni Roddy si Renee. It's like not now, because <laughs> in my feelings, masha. <laughs> If you've made it this far, then you're checking out the audio-only conversations on this week's episode of the podcast. And dami dami paren kaya it's audio-only. So let's get right to it. We got new women's tag team champions, and we didn't need to speak to the manager. 
Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville have won the Women's Tag Team Championships uh, eight years after they met on Tough Enough uh, back in 2015. So congrats to them. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge moment for them, obviously. And what I liked about this is that... Uh, you know, they were able to incorporate all of these stories, like Sina Raquel and Rhea Ripley, and parang uh, they were able to help Sonia and Chelsea secure that win. Ikaw, Emil, what, what did you think about uh, Chelsea and Sonia now holding gold? I love it because uh, Chelsea and Sonia, they have been one of the most entertaining acts on Raw recently. And not just only that, they've been really putting, they've been putting really good matches as well. In the in the last few weeks or last few months, if you noticed, so uh, they they deserve to to be the tag team champions because they really act as a tag team. So you know, in a division na medyo shallow pa yung tag team division, uh, they are you know if they're gonna reset everything, because may mga baguhan ng teams na pumapasok eh. So they are the right team for those teams to challenge for the for the tag titles. So. Uh, it was a good decision on their part to put the titles on them because it looks like also Raquel is moving on to singles, right? She's going to feud with uh, Rhea, uh, maybe at SummerSlam, maybe down the line. So, uh, you know, good decision on them to put the titles on on these two. Yeah, you look at Raquel, all of her women's tag team championship reigns, all, all three of them have ended so quickly. So do you like this row na sobrang bilis nitong reign nitong mga women's tag team championships as of late? People are quick to to make the hot potato jokes because, um this has been a thing. Yes, it's yeah, it's been a thing since the uh, the, the the tag team championships were established. But I think the nuance that people have to remember is that this isn't Vince booking the women's tag team championship. But there was a reason. There was a big picture reason why one, Kanyare, um, uh, Shayna and Ronda lost. Then there was a big picture reason why now uh, Liv and Raquel lost. Because uh, Liv and Raquel and slash or Raquel are going after Rhea's um, uh, women's championship. Right? So that uh, elevates it. And they, they were just a vehicle to get um, the championships away from Ronda and Shayna without giving it to a team that's you know way... Uh, Way down there when it comes to uh, kayfabe experience level, you know, kayfabe uh, skill level. So that part, if you pay attention, you will get that. So it, when you get that, you shouldn't have a problem with how um, with how they won and how short the previous uh, title reign was. Right? Uh, this is good because they have in a division where it's a lot of people who are just you know thrown together as a tag team uh Sonia and Chelsea were established and um given the effort to look like or to gel together as an actual team um they they were given segments to you know flesh themselves out as friends and I think this might just be the last um short tag team championship reign in in a while until you know something bad happens and i have to eat my words but uh, i think uh it's unfair then to judge it as a as a prestigeless hot potato championship without really paying attention to what they were doing here yeah if anything yung title like Roe alluded to in his uh in his uh argument here was that the title 
was being incorporated into the storyline a lot better than all the other titles in the WWE, I would argue. Because you're using the title as a means to elevate rather than to just be a prop right? like all the other belts in the company. So the incorporation of Big picture wise, you know, that, that yes takes a while to be told, but I mean, when you get the title, you're able to utilize the 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 story that it comes with a lot better than say, yung mga mid card titles na meron ngayon that seem to just be sitting there, right? So I agree that I agree with what Rose said. I also like how they gave it to Chelsea and Sonya, kind of. Wish that they did the same for Mandy and Sonia back in the day, but it is what it is. Congratulations to them, and sana madami pang karen zang sumikat sa mundo ng wrestling, I guess. <laughs> Actually, the beautiful thing about their partnership is that Sonia was the manager. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the Karen and the manager, or the ex-manager actually mm, teaming uh, up here. Uh, I also appreciate na mas may symmetry ng outfits nila. That is sobrang mismatch nila. Eh. But now yeah. they at least have the same color scheme. And you know, it's kind of hard to remember that they did meet on Tough Enough all those years ago. Magkabatch pala sila, di ba? So if they could have at least incorporated that, uh, maybe more people would understand. Yeah. But, I like how they're able to actually make their stag team symmetrical now and hindi na yung pinagsama sila randomly. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like Liv and, Liv and Raquel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. At least, or Shotzi and whoever she tags with this week. So, maganda din na may, may konting background na sila. And they look like an actual tag team now compared to the champions that they beat. Yeah. Uh, the best part about them being champions is that they get to be on TV more. And I can hear Samantha Irvin say Chelsea Green in the most malandit voice ever. I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of, uh, of Raw. Uh, more raw stuff here Finn Balor and Seth uh, They were involved In a very Very well produced And well written uh, TV promo And Ro You had a lot of praises For this on your uh, Review this week On Patreon Yeah Because you know People like to shit On TV writers In wrestling um, They assume Because now Okay uh, You don't know wrestling So you can't produce Good wrestling TV But when you don't Work under the direct supervision of Vince McMahon. This is what actual good TV writing can do for your wrestling television show. Uh, like I said on on the review, it's not one of those segments. Now, okay, you and the the two wrestlers will work out what they were going to say to each other, and they're going to go shoot the thing. This was uh, a, a segment with an actual script. An actual, I I believe there might have been an actual screenplay. Because <laughs> clear, 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 yung ano, yung kani yung shots ng gagamitin nila. Yeah. Uh, they were trained to deliver their lines a certain intentional way. It's not just something that they were trying to figure out for themselves or you know one or two takes um, in front of the camera. So, hmm. um, I really enjoyed how they were able to do something different without um. Having to resort to, you know, both of them going out to the ring and having ourselves a traditional uh, hammy pro wrestling promo battle. Right? So um, definitely different. Um, Trevor, we haven't seen something like this like since Lucha Underground. But um, this is definitely a different setting than Lucha Underground. And I'm glad that yung don in that TV show can be done in a major uh, mainstream wrestling show like Raw. 
I would argue that this was even better than anything we've seen on Lucha Underground. Right. Say, okay. Yeah. Yung Lucha Underground major ridiculous than yung premises niya, Sometimes it's the gang war. Sometimes it's mysticism. <laughs> this was personal. They were successfully able to turn real life drama into TV drama, and they were able to script it out so well. Those extreme close-ups they they did on Finn. Kitang-kita mo talaga sa mukha niya yung expression. Yeah. Uh, you can hear the tension in the air and in their voices. Ang it's like you're watching something on HBO. And I know Seth already dabbled his feet into acting. Pero si Finn, kung gusto niya mag-acting, why not? <laughs> diba? yeah. I'd buy it 100%. Buy, it, buy him as an actor. Kasi kaya niya eh. Diba? He was able to make us all believe that he has this chip on his shoulder that he hasn't been able to get rid of ever since Seth broke his actual shoulder. So parang, Yung, yung, yung tension nandun na naramdaman natin week in and week out and wrestling, they were able to verbalize it and it was just so good to watch. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yes, um, nasabi, <laughs> nasabi na nila yung lahat, no? Uh, it was, it was uh, cinema. Yung segment na yun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't because, believe I forgot to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not your typical in-ring segment where they would, you know, they would, um, uh, You know, they would say stuff and then they would you know play play to the crowd but this one this was a personal conversation between two guys and you felt the tension in there you felt the drama you felt what they were saying and I wish we could get more of that honestly in I, wrestling I uh, I feel like though because of the ongoing writers strike we call them kung naapektodin yung writers ng WWE because it's also on TV and they are Still technically writers, unless that hires in and scabs or what. But if, sure if that's the deal, diba, we might be we might be going back to. Sorry, sorry. Repeat what you said. Sorry. Uh, I I said I said I'm not sure if they're union because the WWE and unions aren't exactly uh, a combination. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, what are writers? the salob ng WWE yeah. but these writers um if they are uh Hollywood industry writers they may be part of the writers guild oh okay yeah okay. So kasi kung writer TV writers and then more often than not you are part of the WGA and the WGA has been on strike for 70 days now so i don't know what ta- how that affects the product that we watch on a week to week basis for sure may wrestling but But whether or not the quality remains the same is is still up in the air yeah i'm a- i'm actually not sure how it affects the people writing for WWE. So they ha- I don't think I've seen uh, any news article delve into that, but if we are we if we were still able to get this fire segment on on Raw, then I'm guessing they're still there. Because <laughs> uh, the you know, we'll be back to the old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just want to see more of this. I think somewhere, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is looking at this episode uh, of Raw and smiling because this is the type of stuff he uh, was trying to teach uh, about a decade ago. Right? Uh, speaking of uh, seeing more of this, I think they, I think we will because, for one, this just wasn't one of those things. Okay, we'll we'll shoot really quickly backstage before the show, right? and then we'll run it later tonight. Right? So, um. If there is a lot more space, if especially if Vince doesn't, you know, make any last-minute changes, then uh, I'm sure we'll get more of this. But on the other hand, like Finn and Seth were like elite actors in, you know, with regard, you know, uh, by wrestling standards. So I don't know if anyone else can be, or a lot more people can be like that. Maybe Roman, maybe the Usos. But um, I, 
don't see it happening for everyone. But it gives everyone, you know, uh, a standard to strive for. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to SmackDown here and talk about that very quick blink and you miss it segment between Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, where Bobby basically went to the arena para sunduin sin Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, and it seems like they're getting a group together. Uh, people are saying that it's a hurt business 2.0. Uh, why aren't they including MVP or Omos or Shelton and Cedric? You know the people that Lashley has an actual history with. Uh, Chino, what do you think about this new group for Bobby Lashley? Uh, it's interesting. Um, Manjo wait and see, but at this point, I don't know how long it'll take before Magigalipores na lang yung Steam Profits. <laughs> like it feels like a feels like a serious downgrade yeah. for former <laughs> WWE tag team champions here. But again, I mean, you know. WWE has been high on the three profits in the same way that they've been high on Bobby Lashley. So we, again, just have to wait and see how this plays out. Because I don't know how much of a charismatic person Bobby Lashley is to, to lead a faction on his own. If anything, no hurt business days, it was MVP was doing all the talking. And Bobby Lashley was just there like lead muscle guy. Right, so not to distract from what he's accomplished, but still, that's just how it plays out. Because he's not so maybe things turn around for them, or maybe I'm right. My rumors that the street profits were supposedly set for a heel turn later this year. So, Emil, do you think that na Lashley's gonna turn the street profits to the dark side? Probably, it's probably just gonna be it. I mean. So long, uh, so long, na people have been clamoring for an alliance with Lashley and the Street Profits. I've been seeing this so much over the last year or so. It looks like we're going to get it now. Um, again, also wait and see mode. I mean, we just uh, had a, a minute segment of of them together. So, hindi pa natin talaga alam kung anong mangyari. So, let's just wait and see. And um, But the prospect of having a group with them together, maybe with Bianca as well, you know, uh, manifesting. So... This has potential for me. Mm-hmm. This has potential. Are you high on this group, Ro? Uh, I think, uh, to Chino's point, I think there's something they're not showing us yet. Um, yes, they met with Bobby, but that doesn't mean that they might not also be meeting with MVP and Omos and you know the rest of the business. Right? So, malang natin ba kasi Bobby lang yung point person nila, yung recruiter nila to the faction. So, I hope that happens. I mean, like I'm projecting here, I'm speculating here, but uh, I think siempre, it's just a tease. Uh, we only just saw the tease. So there's, there is, there will be more. So uh, I think they know Dinaman that um, Bobby can't talk for them. And, you know, both Montez and Docs will be talking for him and not the other way around. So um, I, I, I want to see where this goes because I, I think everyone involved has been underutilized then since the hurt business broke up. And uh, the street profits have been cooled then because in yeah, the tag team championships have been unified. So, but that's a that's a different story for another conversation. Mm-hmm. Also on SmackDown, uh, the women's championship picture there uh, has a lot of stories being juggled, and I'm not sure what you feel about it. If uh, saktong juggling lang juggling act lang to, or if there's too much going on. Because to recap. 
there's Asuka who's the champion, but she doesn't appear to be the focal point because it seems that the focus right now is on Charlotte and Bianca who are fighting over the right to challenge Asuka. And then my Io Skypa waiting in the wings trying to cash in. And then there's Bailey who's low-key sabotaging her. So what do you think about this? Uh, let's start with you, Chino. Is it uh, just right or is it getting too messy for you? No, it's getting a lot messier than it has to be. So my problem is that they want to focus on Io and Bailey and Asuka and the whole drama with damage control. But then they also want to include Charlotte and Bianca in the conversation. So I don't think Charlotte and Bianca need to feud over the title any more than they've already done. Because see, Charlotte and Bianca have been very decorated in their career. So it's enough for me to just see two of the, the great women wrestlers of our time go at it without having to fight for any sort of championship. Because to be honest, it's not Charlotte, if Charlotte wins, we all know that story. If Bianca wins, same thing. But if Io Sky wins and overcomes Bailey, don't come again on bago opportunity for a story. So I rather see that and keep Bianca and Charlotte out of the conversation entirely. Mm-hmm. Igaro, what do you think about this story or these stories um, altogether? They. Well, they did. They did. I think they did a good job of tying it together. But the more I think of it, um, the more I hear what you guys have to say about it. I think um, it's also like an excuse to put everyone together and save up on you know a card slot, right? so you don't have to run a separate um, Charlotte versus Bianca match. So you could still get Asuka versus Io and then Bailey. So Yinsha, it's it's kind of a compromise. But to be fair, to give them credit, I think they're handling it. A lot better than you know what other people might expect. So okay, lang din naman. Um, I, okay lang siya as long as it's still entertaining and logical. But um, I feel then on the other hand that if they didn't do this, whatever they did with Asuka wasn't gonna be as interesting as if they didn't as as if they um you know put everyone together in one story. Normally, when you have a women's or a championship story in general, but the champion is the focal point because they've got the prize, right? So, Emil, what do you think about Asuka not even really being the primary character here? It's uh, it's it's kind of I know kind of sad because she's she's a champion. Eh. She's in the ng lahat. But then the story now divulges into Charlotte and Bianca fighting, so they get the spotlight more than the champion. So that's why I'm. I was thinking about this, and maybe we're heading to a multi-woman match at, at SummerSlam to para you know para para sa lahat sila magawi-awi na you know, so that they can settle this, you know. So and then after that, maybe they can break away to separate feuds like Charlotte and Bianca can go under own feud, or Asuka and Io, or Io and uh, Bailey can can uh, go under own feud. But for for the sake of SummerSlam, I think what we're going to end up with is a multi-woman match involving all these women. Damn. That, that's uh, going to be a five-way or a four-way if four way, get yeah. involved. No? Yeah. Uh, speedy recovery to Bailey as well. Over the weekend, it was reported that she was seen uh, limping out of the live event. And she did tweet that she's okay. I think uh, she just had to ice her knee or something. So I hope that it's not too serious and it doesn't keep her out of action. 
going to NXT now. Uh, let's uh, get into Tony D explaining everything. How he and Stacks gimmicked all of us into thinking na may internal stripe sila only for them to turn the tables on Gallus. Uh, Ro, what do you think about the way they were able to sucker us all in? In fairness, uh, uh, I mean, it's one of those things. Okay, now that now that they recapped everything, yung um, for one thing, they did they didn't do the whole um, villain explaining the plot the plan uh, before the climax. So they explained it after the climax. So that was smart storytelling, I think, um, on their part. TV writers, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. There was something to this because um, it was quite it was it was quite muddled until the very end. And then when Inya, when they explained it all, it, it then made sense. So um kudos to them for not writing a, a dumb story. I, I'd like to think it wasn't dumb. Um but Yun, uh after that, I think there's still one trick left. There's one card left to play, which is uh stacks turning on Tony. And um I don't. Know, I, I just really enjoyed it. I think um, for some reason they put in a lot of effort and thought into this, this strange mid card story. I guess um, somebody saw like a mafia gang and a Scottish gang and thought we have a good story for this. <laughs> uh, you know what this reminds me of? Uh, the movie The Departed. Uh, <laughs> gangs and Scottish people automatically. That's where I go to. Hey, and you don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy to the end of the movie. The pang feeling ko dun sa may may isang writer jan na nanood ng The Departed and thought, oh, makapwede to sa story nito kahit na may guard lang siya. That's how I feel when I was like, kasi parang yun talaga yung naisip ko with the plot reveal. It's an interesting twist. I I wouldn't know if it's uh, if, if that I would write something that big for something that doesn't involve <laughs> a main title picture or a main storyline, but hey, you know, at, the, at least maganda, diba? Yun lang, at least maganda. Yeah, not every twist can be Bruce Willis being dead at the end of Sixth Sense. Uh, but but you know th- this one made sense, and I liked uh, how they were able to give us all the flashbacks so that we could put the pieces together. But even for those who haven't been following the story in its entirety, you go with me, lakas abay ka ba with the entire ride? Yeah, oh no man, and ito lang question na did they come up with this with the ending in mind or did they just write it out and then it seems that way just start at the ending? Right no no before? no, um, I don't think uh no because they were. Well, for one thing, the the jail segments were ha- they had to be shot in one day ta- in one session, diba? Because oh. <laughs> no, I'd like to think they actually shot it over time. Because in beard ni Tony D, kumapal uh, kumapal eh. Okay, okay. I I didn't notice that. I forgot to notice that. Okay. Um. No, I don't think they. I don't think they wrote it on the fly. Because the the Von Wagner thing, they 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 had a clear plot for it. They had a clear plan for it, diba? Yeah. So I think what they're doing now, they're not. Doing it like Vince used to, na kung ano nung gusto niya, uh, every Monday ni masusunod, diba? So I think um, I don't know who who is writing for NXT now, but um, there is a plan, and the plan is if it's not um, if it's not if it doesn't hit, at least it's well thought out, and it was thought out in advance. Yeah, uh, something's working, and we're generally liking it. So more, please. Over on AEW, what do you think about Bullet Club Gold and their spot on the show after losing such a huge 58-minute match against FTR? Now, I said it earlier, hindi siya as nakakapagod as you would think, considering it was a 58-minute match. Emil, go muna. 
this question, uh, the question I was posted here is, where, did, where, where does they go? Uh, where do they go after losing the, an incredible match against FDR? This question is why I thought they were going to win the titles last Sunday. Because they can't go any higher than challenging for the tag titles, right? That's, you know, that's the, that's the, the peak of their team. And after losing, I felt like they're back to where they were. I mean, when the feud started, like they were, they. I feel like they're just there, and maybe they could add some more. Me- they could uh, concentrate the story on adding more members to the Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. yeah. So maybe add more members in that, or or and maybe compete for other titles like the trios titles or the other titles on 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 the on the company. Or maybe Jay White can go after singles gold again because he's to be honest, he's really a single star. And the Gatao lang na he was on a tag team because he was with with Juice as well. Or maybe if the, the on my mind, if I would do it, siguro I'd have Jay go after Orange Cassidy for the international title. Siguro. That's like the next logical step. But as far as teaming up together, I, I don't think they can go any higher than than that than than what they did. Okay, guys. Chino. Um hmm. it's interesting that you brought up the idea of of, of adding more members. Because if you look at the impact side of things, my bullet club didn't do it. Yeah. They, they call themselves ABC, a different yeah. ABC. Yeah, ABC, the American Bullet Club. So I don't know what the working relationship is with all these bullet clubs, but I don't I don't see why they can't just merge them under one unified bullet club. If they're still going to continue with this bullet club shenanigan, which we've all grown tired of, by the way. So kung, kung gagawin lang din nila yun, bakit pa sila mag-split, di ba? Wala namang explanation na may civil war sa bullet club in the States, at least, right. di ba? So, hindi naman din sinabi kung sino talaga yung leader ng uh, in bullet club gold, obviously, it's Jay White. But like, hindi naman niya sinabi na bakit umalis siya ng impact and then just left these two guys here just to start his own bullet club. What happens to ABC, di ba? So parang, I, I, if they're going to go anywhere else other than a title, I feel like addressing that story point is pretty important. For me. No, I think I, I don't think it's a civil war. I think they're just satellite offices. Like the same way um, Naito formed LIJ uh, after being part of the original Los Ingobernables in Mexico. So um, the thing about that, though, the interesting about that, the interesting thing about that is that um, I felt like with this performance, Bullet Club Gold pretty much solidified itself as its own entity. Like, I don't think of Japan Bullet Club anymore after I saw them. I didn't even think of ABC after I saw them. Uh, I just thought that they are Bullet Club alumni who took the Bullet Club name, but this is a completely new unit. And the fact that they just went toe-to-toe with FTR for 58 minutes was like, okay, uh, I've never seen anyone in the old Bullet Club do that. So that's pretty cool. And that's pretty major for them. Uh, Do I wish they had a different name? Yeah, I do. But um, it is what it is. And uh, that's how people know them. Maybe one day they'll just stop calling themselves Bullet Club. They'll just go by BCG or whatever, the Bang Bang Gang, whatever. Uh, going back to where they go now, um, 
Hirap nga eh, when you have only one set of tag team championships in uh, in AEW. So that's why you always need um, a different set, especially when you introduce a different show. And that show is a little bit of an island unto itself. Um, na FTR finally showed up on Dynamite because um, the the finals of the Tag Eliminator Tournament were on Dynamite. And Dynamite guys, if they can be called that, won the won the won the tournament. So yeah, um that's that's a problem with unified championships. It's also a problem in WWE. Uh, after failing to win the titles, you just move on to uh, a different feud that isn't for the top prize in the division. That's always sad, but uh I think the ball is in Tony Khan's court now to to make sure that the goodwill both he and Bullet Club Gold um, got off of the match with FTR stay that way. Because hey, you you don't wanna you don't wanna let go of that kind of momentum, especially when you've got a big hire in JY. So you know, um, that's I mean, I don't know where else they could go, but they have to stay top of mind's uh, title picture. All right, uh, let's finish things off here with the Owen Hart Cup. So we saw over the weekend that Willow Nightingale won the women's tournament and Ricky Starks won the men's tournament and my heel turned Pankasama after he uh, used the ropes to get leverage on CM Punk and then completely no-sold Jushin Thunder Liger um, after he won his uh, championship match. So did you guys think that the right people won here? Let's start with Chino. Uh, yes, because... I don't know what the Owen Cup, uh, the Owen Hart Cup, rather, d- does for CM Punk if Shane and Nano. I can see a young talent like Ricky Starks benefiting off of it. But on si Punk Nano, then it's just another thing that he has that that puts him over when he's already over and technically has his own show. Then, so for for me, Stark. Was the one who'd benefit more, especially since Shaim Nawalan ng steam from that Jericho feud and from being set back in all those other feuds that he's been a part of. So he benefits more. It allows him to have an accomplishment under his belt. It allows him to stay relevant in the conversation, at least in the collision uh, side of things. Igor Emil, did you like the uh, this result? Oh uh, yes, as well. Um, because the purpose of tournaments usually are, you know, is to create new stars and to create, to put over young your younger star, younger wrestlers uh, on the roster. And it just so happens that Willow uh, and Ricky Starks are, you know, are up and coming uh, young talents on the roster. So they, I, I think they made a star out of both of them, and uh, it's a step in the right direction for both both of these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, Willow. Yes, already, you already know my thoughts about Willow. Um, the the men's side. Uh, it's a good thing that Punk didn't win. Although I'm not sure about the Ricky Starks uh, heel turn because I felt like doing that wasted so much of the natural organic uh, goodwill that he got from you know uh, the Team Taz implosion because people were really cheering and rooting for Ricky Starks to break out on his own then. Tony Khan fumbled that ball, and now he has to resort to Ricky Starks turning heel again to to be interesting again. And you know, you you could have still have him. You could have, you could have still had him win the uh, the Owen Hart tournament without turning heel. But you know, 
maybe someone asked for it or maybe someone wanted it. Um, on CM Punk, uh, it's good that he lost because it one, Champre, you put over Ricky as a star. And then two, you don't give Punk a free pass to win things because just because he is a popular guy. Like, uh, actually, because, you know, uh, Calgary was also against him. So it's pretty clear now, I think, that uh, a lot more places outside of Chicago don't really like the guy. So it's good that he doesn't get a free pass to, you know, get put over all the time like he once was when he joined AEW. Right? So um, in a way, then that kind of shows so he's not, you know, politicking against it. So it kind of shows that he's accepting it and maybe just maybe he's atoning for his past sins. Right? So make a factor, at least uh, perception wise. So um it's good that they're not uh, really bannering Punk as uh, the vic- the victor every time. So, okay, and to me, um, a whole bunch of reasons why this is a good idea. Zooming out, though, did you think that the Owen Hart Cup was something worth getting excited about? Because in when I saw the announcement, I'm like, oh, hey, they're bringing it back. Great. But after seeing that for the second straight year, they won, and then wala na namang nangyari, I'm like, wh- why does it even matter? What is the, the Owen Hart Cup for? Other than, obviously, to pay tribute to Owen Hart, which is not a bad thing. It's great that his legacy in wrestling is being kept alive. But for the wrestlers who are putting themselves through said tournament, what's in it for them other than the shiny belt and the celebration with Dr. Martha Hart at the end? Yeah, yun nga, yun yung kulang talaga. And maybe, somebody has to be pointing it out to, uh, to, to, to Tony Khan. Because um, the prestige is... Largely because of the prize, and if the prize doesn't really mean anything, then why why should you put your effort into giving it your all, giving the tournament your all, which would then create the prestige associated with the tournament? Uh, even King of the Ring had a meaningful prize, mm-hmm. even in its uh, in its latter run as a you know wala lang tournament, it was still for a championship shot, most of it, you know, most times. So. Um, the belt doesn't mean anything. It's just uh, ceremonial. So, you know, basic booking 101. You gotta make it mean something by have it by having it be for a tangible stake. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that's the thing because of the of the prize and it not really meaning anything in the long run. It kind of the tournament kind of feels feels flat for me. It, it it's like the uh, NBA in season in season tournament. Uh, yeah, you're you're gonna win this tournament, but it's not gonna help you win a championship in the long run. Like you know, this, did, do you get an automatic spot in the playoffs mm-hmm. if you win the in-season tournament? So, yeah, in in-season tournament, you get the money in the bank. That's pwede mo hamunin si Nikola Jokic ng 101. Pag natalo mo siya, champion ka na. Yeah, and um. And you could argue the tag team blind eliminator was even better and more relevant than the Owen. Yeah. The Owen Cup. Because mm-hmm. may stakes in it. You get a you get a title shot a for shot, the tag, yeah. tag team titles. So it palang hindi pa nakatulong yun na they were happening at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all your points, guys. Um again, Tama, you ang ganda nung example in because I was about to say that same thing. Yung 
King of the Ring only was important when there was something at stake other than a crown. If it's just a crown, then you didn't really care about it. The same way that the Owen Hart Cup is only relevant, exciting lang siya una because you heard the name Owen Hart, but then when the nostalgia mm. died, wala na eh, hindi na din siya nagmamatter. So, dumating na sa point na naging King of the Ring na lang din siya. For it to matter, tama nga yung sinabi nila. You need to have something at stake there other than the belt, other than the title. You know, that's why if you really want people to care about the Owen Hart Cup, you have to make it matter uh, by giving it some stake, something something significant that the wrestlers can actually work for instead of just being a trope once a year. All right. Um, I, I guess that it, that's it uh, That covers everything that we have to talk about For the audio-only episode It's not a PLE week Pero sobrang daming nangyari So we had to break it all down On this yeah. week's live stream And the audio-only parts And while we love that this happens Sana hindi naman every week Kasi nakapagod rin siya So this is us Manifesting a lighter week next week Right here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast As always, you can hit us up with your comments On TikTok and on Twitter At Wrestling2XPod there um it's a, it's a lot of fun as you can tell that we're having a lot of fun just talking about it what's more actually watching this on a week to week basis uh for those of you wa- uh, listening to the audio only version um i hope that you enjoy this next part for those of you watching on the live stream we're still talking about chelsea and sonia being the new women's tag champions finn and seth uh the new faction of black dudes that's assembling on smackdown uh the women's championship picture on smackdown tony d and Bullet Club Gold, all of that part of your menu for the audio-only part. Now, let's get to some plugs. Chino, I know you have a huge event that you want to let the people be a part of this weekend. Yes, this Saturday at the Music Museum, it's Rex Navarrete live in Manila after five years. The original Pinoy American comic is back. He is doing all his classics plus a bunch of new things. He's also being backed by a lot of Comedy Manila vets like Ryan Puno, who you may know from Solid OK, uh, a bunch of new guys as well. Joining him on the in the fun that's this Saturday, July 22 at the Music Museum. Tickets are available at ComedyManila.ph. If there's one All show right. you need to go to, it's this one, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ro, how about you? Yes, uh, the link. Um, this, um, uh, hello, hello, hello. There I am. Yeah. yeah, you're back. Yeah, uh, sorry if you didn't catch that. Uh, the latest episode of Unmasked is out today. Today, um, talks about the end of 2015, the first year of my wrestling. So uh, there were two events then. So it's pretty cool, and um, an interesting story about a the first ever PWR backstage fight. So. Uh, if you want to, oh. you want to learn all about that, please follow <laughs> and uh, you know uh, stream Unmasked, <laughs> the Chronicles of Rome Run and Sandata on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. Yung palang yung ano, yung pa lang siya available. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna be part of the Asia Basket Las Piñas Championship happening from tomorrow, July 21 until July 30. I'll be calling the action on opening day. Uh, a lot of really fun college teams will be part of that pocket tournament: Ateneo, San Beda, FEU, uh, Perpetual Help, uh, C- uh, CSB. So they're all gonna be there. Um, there are some pro teams as well. Gerald Anderson is fielding a team: the half celebs, half semi pros. 
So uh, go catch those games. They're actually going to be streamed on uh, the Phil Basket slash Asia Basket social media. They're also going to be shown on delayed telecast on Solar Sports. So I hope that uh, if you love basketball, you can check this pocket tournament out. It's brought to you by uh, Jai Reyes, uh, Hoop Junkie, Pat Adrozo, and the rest of their fantastic team. And I'm so thrilled to be working with them once again over the next couple of weeks. Kaya wala ako next week on the pod. Um, another thing I got to plug on Rose behalf naman is uh, MWF. ManilaWrestling.com for everything that you need to know about uh, Gigil at Romanza. If you want to catch the episodes, they're going to be uploaded on Gank very soon. Of course, they will also be shown on Rock of Manila TV. It's the new channel under the RJTV network. So we're so excited for you to catch our first episodes, The Return of Pinoy Wrestling on TV as we've been marketing uh, been marketing it. Uh, and uh, go catch all of the antics that JDL and myself are up to as part of Oro Plata Mata. Uh, Rock of Manila TV is on Sky uh, Sky Cable Channel 229 And I believe it should also be on the UHF band Once they sort that out Because uh, I think it's also on, on uh, free TV But we'll see Alright um, As for us here on the pod We'll catch you next week for our Picks of the Week special And the regular Thursday live stream 7pm On Facebook and on YouTube Thank you to everyone for checking out this podcast And following us Thank you to Babyface producer Jasper for everything he does, along with all the other producers over at Podcast Network Asia. Uh, we wish we could walk out to Bed of Roses, but we can't because we need to Phil's cap and mga record labels. So all we'll say is our usual goodbye. On behalf of Romoran, Chino Liao, and Emil ASH, my name is Stan C. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.